Hello, leader. <laughs> Let's start that over again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Glowing Week Point. I, as always, am your host, John, and with me, as always, my co-host, Wombat. How are you doing today, Wombat? Why are you putting so much H on your W's? Like a, like a racist southern man say, saying the word white. white. I am white. <laughs> I am a southern man, and I am white. Well, I uh, sure hope no. you aren't a racist southern man. No, I am not a racist southern man, southern white man. Southern white man. <laughs> You don't have a white uh, robe in your closet? No. What no, are you even doing in Georgia, son? That's more of an Alabama and Mississippi thing. No, it's 100% also Georgia. Don't get it I, twisted. I, no, <laughs> I, I agree that there is a KKK presence in Georgia, but really that's more of a Mississippi and Alabama thing. There's definitely they don't have one with power here. There's definitely one within 25 miles of where you are. <laughs> a robe? Probably, yeah. <laughs> I meant a chapter. I don't think so. <laughs> I No, I, I genuinely don't think so. Um, I don't know, you're like right outside of Atlanta. Yeah, but I'm in like the actual cultured part of outside of Atlanta. Uh, you, you need to get to, like, maybe down south of Atlanta before you, you, you get to that sort of backwater. If that's what you think. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's mostly just masons around me. Um, and listen, listen, it doesn't always have to be backwater for there to be, uh, clan members. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I know. Actually, uh. <laughs> Most most of the the clan membership in this country is out Midwest. Yeah. Um, Where they don't have as much interaction with black people, so they're able to dehumanize them more. Yep. 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 It's how it works. Fantastic. I'm glad we started off another episode with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is absolutely your fault. I did not make this about the KKK. You made this about the KKK. I did. But once again, this is this is you. This it is, is you. Wombat, what's your glowing weak point? And is it about the downfall of the KKK? Well, if the KKK had fallen at all, it sure would be. But they haven't, so my glowing weak point just has to be that I went out to karaoke last night with some friends. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, John, if you had to guess, what song do you think I did at karaoke? I did a lot of songs, so you, it'll be easy. You, you can hit one. I can hit one? Yeah. Like I don't I, really know what you listen to. I know you listen okay. to a lot of things. All right. I listen, but... I listen to mostly, like, 90s rock um, yeah. I'm a white dude, you know? Uh, w what song do you think would most fit the bill of a white dude who listens to 90s rock singing a karaoke? No. No. Wonderwall. Yes, I did sing Wonderwall. 
Yeah. Yep. Was that the one you were going for, or was there yes. another one that? Uh, no, no, that was okay. the one I meant. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> also, also, I, I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up there, but uh, <laughs> tying into the whole KKK thing, um, my 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 girlfriend, who's who is black, has a uh, uh-huh. a little white girlfriend who was there. Uh-huh. And they sang uh, Savage together. And 100%, okay. 100% the little white girl said the N-word when, when <laughs> Meg the Stallion sings the N-word. Oh, I didn't bring it up wow. while we were there because there were three black people there and they didn't say anything. So I'm not going to say anything. But like, that's, that's chill with y'all? Apparently. Because there's multiple N-words in that song. And yes, she said all are. of them. She said every one of them. <laughs> she was stumbling around I, a lot of lyrics, but listen, every time the N-word came up, she hit that one. Man, she hit that one. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 three times in the first verse, so... Yeah. <laughs> and she got them, she got them all. And she yeah, she was collecting a, those like Pokemon. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's there's a lot of N-words in that song. And, okay, good for her, I guess. She completed her Pokédex. Do you also uh do you also sing Tub Thumping? No, it was on the list. It was possible to sing okay. Tub Thumping. I sang uh Say okay. It Ain't So. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. And I what did about uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit. No. I did, I did uh, Lithium. Okay. I, that was my Nirvana song. I did Lithium. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm not confident in my ability to sing Smells Like Teen Spirit. That's that's fair. Yeah. What about uh, Buddy Holly? I, mean, I you did do Buddy Holly. A, a Weezer song. Okay, I, so you, you did two, two Weezer songs. Yeah, I mean, um, we were there first, so we were able to just kind of like sit around and sing, and it was really just me and my girlfriend, so... I did Buddy Holly before anybody really got there, and then Sega Dance so when okay. everybody was there. Okay. Yeah. Did you do any Green Day or? No, didn't Radiohead? make it there. The Cranberries. No, I sang a "Take It Easy" by the Eagles. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hate the Eagles. I love the Eagles. <laughs> I hate the Eagles. I can't stand any of their music. Wow. <sighs> but that's fine. You can you can do that. Thanks. I won't fault you for that. <laughs> Much. <laughs> so, John, what's your glowing weak point? I mean, if we're honest, it's playing Destiny 2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. That that was that was both my glowing weak point and my only weak point because I pretty much just played that. So, so how is oh, Destiny wait. 2 now that they've stolen most of the game from you? <laughs> they've stolen most. Oh, because they've removed things. Uh huh. They removed the entire game up to up to this point in order to uh, say, "Hey, th- this is the game now." Which they really Not quite. They really should have just made a Destiny 3 if they were going to do that. Now, the last two expansions are fully still in the game. And the expansion before that is half in the game at this point. So it's if you're half. coming, if you're coming into Destiny, <laughs> I sure hope you you're not because you're not getting the whole story. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll be honest. 
that the story beats that happened back then don't matter anymore. <laughs> really, they they don't. Like the last little bit of of story resolution from back then was resolved uh, last year. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's you don't. It doesn't matter. Um, are we just gonna get into it? Because we can I mean, just get into it. If that's your if that's your glowing weak point, I guess we can. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna, you know, I I gave up my my time last week so that I could uh, use it all this week. So I'm gonna try and come at this objectively, uh, and I'm gonna split it in in three. Uh, one is going to be a mechanical review of the Witch Queen expansion of Destiny Two. Uh, two is going to be a story review, and then third, I'll do an overall. So I'll oh start God, with this mechanics. This is going to go on forever. No, I'll I'll keep it on the lower end. <laughs> um, uh, but like, this is a huge expansion for a huge game. So I feel like it it deserves some time to talk about it. Okay. Um. So mechanically, we got several new additions to the game uh one i'd say foremost is the ability to craft weapons uh in the past everything is just you know weapon drops like you you get random weapon drops it's a you looter can focus towards things yeah you can focus towards things like you get a an ingram and you're you can try and get one or two different weapons out of it but even still it's it's a randomly generated weapon and way back in the uh, year two, we could do weapon crafting a little bit. There was there was one type of like weapon forge you could do, and uh, it was its own game mode, and you went and played, and it was the forging itself not particularly fun. But at the end of it, you you had selected a frame of weapon to get, and you got a specific weapon every time with random stats and traits and perks and stuff so you know it's at least you got a weapon but you couldn't control it any more than that now top to bottom you control everything like you control exactly what is on that weapon and there's no rng about it um so like you can there's not every weapon doesn't have a uh recipe at this point which is fine. Like, you still need the looter shooter stuff. And even every recipe you have, there are some perks that are not in the crafting pool. So there, you might find what you consider a better one out in the wild. But right. you can craft every single perk on there. You can craft the barrel. You can craft the magazine. You can craft the, the perks. You can craft... Even, like, the intrinsic, like, whether it's a rapid-fire frame or a high-impact frame, that is changeable to be like, hey, I want this high-impact frame to be bonus reload. Um, so, like, you can craft every part of it. And, honestly, it's a great system. Uh, and it's just... There, there are some... Like, I looked... I've been using a particular rocket launcher for... Uh, year and a half now because it is the best <laughs> and uh, then <clears throat> I uh, 
looked at the crafting stuff for this season, like one of the weapons, and I can just make a better version of it, like right now. <laughs> so, so I've been doing that. I've I've worked towards making that better weapon, and it's just about perfect now, and it's exciting. So, is this tied to like a crafting class or a skill or anything? Is there something you have to level up to make weapons? Or is it no, just, if so you, you have can, the materials, you you can do the thing? If you have the materials, you can do the thing, but you also have to have the pattern first. And there's there's some finicky business about getting the patterns, because some of them are just unlocked for you for the start, and some are unlocked through story missions and stuff. And then the rest of them, you have to get the weapons otherwise. You have to just get them world drops, and occasionally those come with a a deep sight resonance on them and what that means is they um you can use that weapon a bunch and then um pull out some information from it and if you do this two or three times depending on the weapon then you unlock the pattern to create that so you don't have all the patterns up front but once you do you can just craft the weapon but some of the perks inside the weapon are locked until you level the weapon up. So you just have to use the weapon a bunch, and at a certain point, once you've unlocked, you know, leveled the weapon up, you get access to those perks, and you can go back and reshape the weapon, recraft the weapon into those other perks. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. So it's it's a lot more about actually, like, personal agency in developing your weapons you know you can it's it's up to you to get to that point to make it and and then you get to reshape to whatever your whim is like if hey you want your gun to be different today then you can do that you can just go and change it and it'll be different and you can use that for a bit and then hey you wanted it the other way go shape it back so weapon crafting top tier the other big change I'd say is uh, they did a complete overhaul of the void class, uh, void subclass for each character. So void is kind of a gravity, um, space magic. Like it's it's the real space magicy of the subclasses, and they have done so much work. They they brought it up to spec with what one of their new subclasses, the stasis subclass. And there's so much build crafting you can do now. So when you like, say space magic, is it magic from space or is it magic involving space? I, <laughs> <coughs> the former. Is magic um, from space. Yeah. Okay. So it's... It's hard to explain, because, like, the other two are pretty easy to understand. Like, so stasis is is ice and cold and slow and stuff. And solar is uh, fire and burning and stuff like that. And then arc is lightning and electricity, like, that sort of stuff. Right. In fact, magnetism as well. And void is, is like, explosions and... What? Uh... Uh, like weakening and <laughs> stuff like that. It's not as 
easily understand. There, there are ways of explaining it that make sense because, like, it's like the weak and strong nuclear force, technically, if you want to explain it that way. Whereas, like, solar is, uh, yeah, you can explain all of them away as being fundamental forces, but it's easier just to say it's weird space magic. I see. Uh, but they they did a much better job of like condensing it down to like weakening and uh, volatile, which like if you mark an enemy with volatile, then when they die, they explode. Uh, and a lot of times that can chain. You can make it so that like anything hit by a void thing becomes volatile and then they explode so if there's a pocket of enemies and you make one of them volatile and then you blow them up then all of the enemies around them become volatile and then oftentimes because of the explosion they also blow and it just kind of expands out from there really fun and uh the other thing is devour which when you kill an enemy and you have devour active you just get all of your health back and you could just keep devour going forever if you just have enough of the uh, the small enemies, they stole um, that from so they... Bofuri. That, that's that's Maple's <laughs> skill. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> Devour's been in the game since the game came out, so I'm pretty sure uh, not. But but they they really doubled down on it and and made it a easier to access ability. Um, and then they they focused a lot more on like separating the classes into more of a particular identity so like warlocks are all about super space magic and stuff so all of our things are like high damage and like uh sucking strength out of enemies and weakening them and uh on the other hand the titans uh all of their stuff give them overshields like if they take an action in the game they get an overshield and they give an overshield to everyone else uh which overshield is very useful in higher level content <laughs> what's a and what's an overshield so uh it's it's just well one you take less damage during it and two it counts as basically bonus health for a bit I see. So while you while you have the overshield, you take less damage, and also uh, as your overshield is depleted, it um, uh, it, it doesn't impact your health. It just hits the uh, overshield. So very useful. Um, and then hunters, uh, they're they're the sneaky mobile freaks who we don't like. Uh, <laughs> you don't like the hunters? Why not? I, I don't. I don't. They're they're awful. But, you know, that's I'm a warlock main, so I have to say that. Uh, but <laughs> they basically any action they take, they become invisible. And Hats. that is also super nice and high level gameplay, although they're all bitching about how their super got nerfed and and they're complaining a bunch. But Boo-hoo, you turn care. invisible. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're like, oh, but I've got other things that can make me go invisible, and uh, invisible's not that useful. What the fuck are you talking about? Invisible is one of the most powerful things in the game. Like, things don't target you anymore. (laughs) Yes. Now, there's a little bit of bugginess, as always, around, like, 
enemies targeting you and stuff but it's it's almost flawless um i'm excited for the future because there are some universal fragments that we haven't unlocked yet that allow us to have access to some of these other skills like eventually i might get access to the ability to go invisible myself through a special fragment uh and titans can get access to my devour ability stuff like that um but that hasn't been unlocked yet the third and final thing i i will mention which will lead into the next one is they knocked it out of the park with the story mode this time because uh you there there were two different versions of the story mode there's normal which is easy and legend and there was no difference in requirements between the two of them you can do either one of them from the very beginning of the game they are the lowest light level requirements and the legendary mode is tough it's hard it's like they they genuinely made it difficult but it's not like cruel difficult like the high level content i've been playing like uh grandmasters and stuff where there's just champions everywhere and you have to be using these meta weapons to do it no like there are no champions in it everything's just built well like it it's there's the the game is just designed in such a way as it's possible to do it and it's even friendly to solo players because there's no requirement for you to be in a fire team to do it either so um the health values are variable based off of your fire team so if you've got three people in your fire team the health is a lot higher but not three times higher because they recognized that that would just be too punishing <laughs> right that's a little crazy but but it, it is higher so it and it feels higher i've i've played a lot of the campaigns so far i played um when it came out with my wife so it was a two-man and then i she had to go to bed because she opened the next day so i finished the campaign out by myself solo and it was like i didn't really recognize that much change like it felt like it was going the same way as i as it was with her wow like they, behind they, the they dust. <laughs> i finished her out already <laughs> like, we, we came back and did it but i i needed to to keep moving on for for the raid day and stuff um i needed to get ahead couldn't wait um <laughs> absolutely but, cannot like, have to keep moving yeah like a hamster on a uh, wheel. <laughs> but, like, genuinely, I, this was an incredible example of good game design in making this campaign. Not not even from the story, just from the purely mechanical, how the campaign works, how it moves from, like, one encounter to another. Um, it's not like previous campaigns, which have been sort of like here you go do some mechanics you kill a bunch of enemies and then at the end there's a boss no it with this there's like three or four zones that you move to and it it just feels like you're continuing the story inside of the mission and you you, you do a thing you know you kill some ads then there's a room where there's a puzzle that you have to do and and you've, you're timed and stuff or and then you once you're done with that you you move along to the next area and you're fighting some ads and stuff and then then you get to the next one and there's a boss and you fight the boss but it's not the boss so you, you keep going like 
really top tier their design of this game. Okay. Um, so mechanically, I'd say this game has taken all of the things we have asked for and all of the things that have been requested by gamers throughout the uh, the franchise and has really just met every single one of those expectations. Story-wise, holy shit. What's up? His game is fantastic. Uh, this is the best story that has been written in Destiny. Period. Like, like, fuck all the rest of the story. This one is the good story. And even impressively, you don't even have to know all the story before now. It helps a little. It, always. They're not just ignoring everything that came before. Um... But, like, they, they do a good job of, of retelling things you might not remember without making it boring, like, yeah, I know already. Um, right. So, I guess I guess we'll, we'll spoil it. If you want to uh, uh, not hear this, jump to maybe two or three minutes from now. Um, oh, it's only going to take that we'll long? We'll say three minutes. Uh, you're, you know what? Yeah, let's just go two minutes. Um... Oh, I thought you were so, gonna go longer. No, no, I'll, 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 I'll start a two-minute timer, um, right now, and I'll, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll cut it out. All right, so, um, we we take off, uh, right where we left off in the last season. The Witch Queen has, uh, escaped. She is now free and gone, and um, she comes back with her giant ship and we go on board and find her throne world and we also find out that the hive which she's in charge of at this point have got the light they have the exact same powers we have and they do like when it a a light bearing titan casts their super it says like the enemy hive guardian has cast their super just like it does when i cast my super it it, it displays it in the exact same way because they are using the same powers. And when you die to them, it says you died to, and it says your ability that you have, because they're using it. Um, and this is incredible. Like, they've got ghosts, like, we've got ghosts, and, like, they res them, and if... So we've got to, like, run up there, kill the guy, and then crush their ghosts so that they can't come back. Um, which, you know, in its own way is is, like wow, we're actually crushing ghosts. Like, that's that's something that only the bad people do. But also, we're doing this to fight for humanity. And it becomes a, a quest to discover, like, why did the Traveler give them the light? Like, why do they have the light? Like, they didn't steal it, it doesn't look like. So how did they get it? And we you do a lot of investigation and that's the the main focus of this is is investigating why and how they have the light and at the end of it it comes down to savathun the witch queen actually did die oh shit i've run out of time and was rezzed by the traveler fuck that's all my time uh <laughs> <laughs> i told you you were gonna need more time you're right you're right um <laughs> Shit. 
But anyway, uh, that's what happened in the story. That's that's what happened in the story. <laughs> uh, spoilers, we killed her. Uh, so yeah, it's is really good story. Every single time I played it, I was like, "Ooh, what's what's gonna happen next?" Like you you are building up the story to the point, investigating little subplots and stuff. And honestly, I they kept making me think something else was gonna happen like and and it was something different they they'd go nope it wasn't that it wasn't that it's gonna be something different and we go oh i bet this is what's gonna happen and then we get to like finish the next mission and nope nope wasn't that either no uh we're pointing you towards this direction and then they just drop the bomb on you of like holy shit she just literally got the light uh, like we did, exactly the same way. Uh, she was chosen by the traveler. Damn. Well, fuck. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, really good story. Um, and I'm excited for the fact that the next expansion that comes out next year, Lightfall, uh, was just announced. They have the the same uh, story director is is taking the reins for that. So. They released an expansion and then immediately announced the next expansion? No, that expansion's been uh, announced for a year and a half now. They ex- they announced uh, the second expansion before they released the first expansion. Th- actually, we know the, uh, <laughs> the expansion after that, which is Final Shape as well. Oh, Jesus. They- what are they doing? So, <laughs> the, reason, the reason why they did that was to... To just double down and say we're not letting go of Destiny. Destiny isn't going anywhere. We're we're promising now that you will get these expansions. We we've got story planned. We've got everything decided. We are one hundred percent on board for these expansions and possibly after. But you know, no promises as of right now. Um, but basically, it's it's them promising to the consumer that like don't worry about jumping on board if if you know all right we're done now (laughs) it's not gonna happen right so um so like story top tier uh overall this is a fantastic game i've talked to so many people that had stepped back for a bit over the last couple years and i've enjoyed the last couple of years, but I've had a lot of, of friends who have, you know, they were right alongside with me doing grandmasters and stuff a bit ago. And then they, you know, they got burned out and, you know, stuff happened. They, they got bored with the, the game and they moved on and they're all back in the game right now. And they're all just dumping time into it. <laughs> I beat the campaign on day one, uh, within the first 12 hours and uh, I, I normally, normally what happens is uh, a, a expansion will come out. Everyone will jump on and play as much as they can. And then by the end of like day three or four, they'll start complaining that there's nothing to do in the game. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> but But there's been none of that. Like... Like I it's said, also like, I beat the game y'all bring this with- on yourselves when you fucking go through the entire thing in a day. <laughs> yeah, 
Like, I, I beat the campaign within 12 hours of it coming out. Uh, and... <laughs> sure, yeah. I could make a complaint about that, but... I, I can't actually because that was your decision. <laughs> well, one. it was my decision, and also, it's just been super fun. Like it's still super fun. I have gotten on every single day since doing more things, and I, like if I wasn't recording this right now, I would be shopping like I'm supposed to. But if I wasn't doing that either, which I probably wouldn't, because I'd be playing Destiny. Um, <laughs> be failing, there's failing your family. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Ch children <laughs> starving in a corner of the room. Papa, we're so hungry. I can't shop right now. I have to do this grandmaster. <laughs> uh, I, I did apologize to my wife yesterday. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry about destiny. <laughs> You'll be like that lady in the in the guild who has her children like caged off whenever she's playing the the World of Warcraft yes. game. Uh, <laughs> I remember those pictures. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I I there's it's just an incredibly fun game and I'm loving every minute of it. Uh but with that I'm not talking about Destiny Two next week. Okay. I there will there will be no talk. We'll we'll get back to like news and stuff. Uh, the week after the raid will have come out. I will have, I will be exhausted because I have just finished the raid. Fingers okay. crossed. In day one, maybe I got worlds first. Probably not. Uh, I'm on hot on the quest, which another that's another nice thing about Destiny is that in the past you've had to really, really, really grind to get to Worlds First, uh, like to to get like the right amount of light level to get to there. But just by completing the Legend campaign, well, I guess I should say the base light level is 1350. The requirement for the raid is 1530. That's a lot of light to get. Just by completing the Legend campaign, uh, it gives you 1520 gear in every slot. So you just immediately go up to 1520. Okay. And then, on top of that, 1530, I got within the first 24 hours. I'm at 1550 now on my character, which but, I mean, is you technically also didn't sleep. The, the powerful cap. Uh, well, no, I actually did sleep on on the first day. I it it just wasn't that hard to get there. Like I okay. I beat the game within the first uh, twelve hours. Took a rest, got up, got fifteen thirty, and kept going because I didn't know that it was going to be capped at fifteen or yeah, the requirement was fifteen thirty yet. But you know, I'm still going. <laughs> okay. Well, good so, luck. Maybe maybe no one asked me. Do you want to talk about things? Because we didn't like I, I kept that pretty, pretty low. It was like 15, 20 minutes. No, nah, we can just move on to game facts. I can hold off on my my two games until the next time we talk about games. Maybe then <sighs> okay. I'll have more. All right. Yeah. Game facts. Talking about Splatoon. Why'd you yeah, splitting? Why'd you choose Splatoon today, John? Um. Well. 
so I needed something that was short, uh, and I figured Splatoon would be relatively short. Always a mistake on my part. Like, I don't... I don't know how to find games with facts that don't exist anymore because, uh, just I I look at a game and I'm like, oh, that's gotta not have anything, and then it does, and it's a problem. But uh, I needed something with with fewer facts, and I looked at my ideas list, and then I followed a thread, and I ended up here. Okay. Splatoon is a third-person team shooter developed by Yusuke Amano and Tsubasa Sakaguchi at Nintendo for the Wii U. That console everybody loves. The Wii U. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was reading something because, you know, it's going through that whole thing where the uh, the eShop is being closed on it. And uh-huh. apparently you can play, like, every single Zelda game on the Wii U. Like, Every, except for like the the shit that doesn't count like CDI games like like <laughs> yeah le, like you can play but yeah no they're all available yeah on the Wii U specifically it's a they they called it a Zelda box it's a dedicated Zelda box <laughs> <laughs> I I guess we can take a quick aside here if you have a 3DS or a Wii U and you're intending to potentially buy games for it in the future um, buy them now go no don't don't even worry about it uh go in now uh to the wii u store and the 3ds store and download as many updates for games as you can uh, oh yeah because you can down you can down updates for games that you don't even have and then if in the future you do buy those games you already have the updates because once the store goes offline they're gone Right. And you won't really be able to play those games. That's honestly the most fucked up thing about closing down the shops is the Mm -hmm. getting rid of updates available for them. Yeah. Because that even affects either one of those systems. Yeah. If you have either one of those systems and you anticipate buying games or even even really if you don't anticipate, just do it anyways. Go go on the store, download the updates. In Splatoon, you control an inkling a transforming anthropomorphic squid with a gun that shoots one of several colors of ink. As a squid, you can dive into the ink and travel hidden through it to other areas, but touching the enemy's color ink will hurt you, and you might become an ink splot of your own. Have you ever played Splatoon? I haven't. It's, me either. <laughs> it's, it's not a game that like has ever super interested me. Same. Because it, it's kind of just I, like one of those uh, like third-person shooters that you could play for free whenever you wanted to in like the late to late two thousands, early twenty tens, and I played enough yeah. of those for a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> and so when Splatoon I, I, came I, out, it's like I don't really care. I don't think I've even played as an inkling in uh, Smash Brothers, so <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've really never touched this game in any way. I've raced as an inkling in Mario Kart 8. Oh, see, haven't even done that. <laughs> that's the that's the mo- that's the closest I've ever gotten to playing Splatoon is races racing as an inkling. <laughs> yes. Although there are several different game modes, they all rely one way or another on your ability to take ground by covering it in your color ink, using guns, paint rollers, and splatting other inklings. 
it, it is interesting in that way where like the focus of the game isn't even necessarily like killing your opponent but more in just yeah. like like graffitiing everything <laughs> yes it is a good game correct <laughs> initially in development the devs used dev art tm of white cubes as the player characters and called them tofu they upgraded that to rabbits for a bit before settling on squids the squids were actual squids, though, since the artists on board were mostly from the Animal Crossing team, and apparently rabbits and squids were all they could think of, though they finally got to the inklings we now know. Yeah, the Animal Crossing team only thinks in terms of what can we find in a zoo. Yes. <laughs> yes. What, what creatures that are animals can we... Uh turn into games they 100 percent spend the... all of their free time hanging around a zoo but that's, yeah. that's it the 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 girl who sat next to you in school doodling horses is is one of the artists <laughs> on the animal crossing team <laughs> do you think the animal crossing team also deals with rabbits like do, do you think they do those games as well no i don't think so Oh, okay. Because that's, that's fucking Ubisoft, right? That shit fire of a, yeah, of I a think company. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I do like that they had names for the dev art. <laughs> tofu. Tofu. I, 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 honestly, they should have just stuck to tofu. Just just play as an anthropomorphic <laughs> piece of tofu. That's a uh, that's a hook. It, <laughs> it was not anthropomorphic though. <laughs> oh, and, and then and then instead of um paint or ink, I mean, you're spreading around l- like broth, like soy sauce. Uh. And, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of the of the developers, we're confused how Nintendo promotes its people. For instance, Yusuke Amano st- started out in product testing and debugging, and then all of a sudden he was assistant director. For, for Big Brain Academy, we degree. On the other hand, with Tsubasa Sakaguchi, you see a more traditional path, working up through art and design to art director, and then from there to director. John's playtested play games once or twice. Does that qualify him for Nintendo CEO yet? Uh, I think so. Uh, I think I could become Nintendo CEO. I don't think you could be Nintendo CEO. Maybe Nintendo of America, because, like, Oh, you're right. You're right because I don't speak Japanese yet. What were what were Reggie Fusame's like credentials? Like I feel like he Fizeme? just whatever. I don't know. But it it feels like he just came into being as Nintendo of America's CEO. Like I, I, I know he worked there for a while. I'm 100 percent positive that was his first ever job, and he was never actually a child. He was birthed into the CEO chair. <laughs> no, okay, so he he was brand management at Procter and Gamble. Then he was senior director of national marketing at Pizza Hut. Uh, then he was head of marketing for Guinness Imports. Then oh, he's just Derby a Cycle dude. chief marketing officer. Yeah, he's yeah. just a business dude. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> I wish I didn't know all that. I wonder I wonder who his dad was. Right. 
Because it seems like he started out at a prominent position at Procter & Gamble. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. So, apparently, he... Did his dad have a um, blue his... name on Wikipedia? No, no, they don't, because his parents were immigrants oh. from Haiti. Okay. They were they were immigrants, and due to conflicting political views of his grandparents, uh, his paternal grandfather was a general when the Haitian military overthrew the democratically elected government. Oh, no. Uh, which which included his maternal grandfather. Oh, no. <laughs> so his paternal grandfather overthrew his maternal grandfather. Uh, uh, in a, his, his in a coup. In, in a, yeah. Against a democratic government. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Apparently, his mother was a lead sales representative in a fine jewelry store, and his father was a machinist. And he just got lucky with going into school and and Cornell University, which I'm pretty... Yeah, that's Ivy League. And then, yeah. I mean, I guess 40 then years just, ago, that, that path was possible, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Not, not not so nowadays. much today. <laughs> yeah. D- today your na- your dad's name would have to be in blue on Wikipedia to to get those positions. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I I just I don't understand. How do you like it it is just for Yusuke Amano. He's just a debugger. And then all of a sudden he's assistant director. And then like, he's making Splatoon. Yeah, and then he's making split. Like, how do you go from being a QA person to being assistant director? Like, uh, that's maybe Japan doesn't treat their QA people as bad as we do. But like, no, I understand QA is a valuable resource and a valuable team. But like, Q- QA does not show a complete understanding of the process. Like. But if they're allowed to work I, more in tandem with other people, then you can learn along the way. You know, if you're not gatekeeping I them guess. from the rest of the building, like uh, Traveler's Tales was, cough, cough. <laughs> uh. I, I I just feel like there's, like, you should be, like, head of QA before you go on to being assistant director. Like, like the, the more traditional path for Tsubasa Sakaguchi, where, like, they worked up in art and design until they, you know, like senior artist senior designer until they got to art director which that that is the the director of all of the art and design stuff and then they went to assistant director and director like that's that's more typical you'd expect you know the the qa director and then assistant director and then director not I run my person into a wall a hundred times a day just to see if they can go <laughs> through this wall because it's been missed, and now I get to decide where the walls go. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe someone just at Nintendo took him under their wing, and like while he's oh, being a QA gotcha. tester, I understand. Yeah, I understand. His dad's got a blue name on <laughs> Wikipedia. Oh, does it? Does he? No, I mean that's that's basically what you're saying. That's, <laughs> how, that, that's how that happens. No, I was I was actually being genuine there. Like it, it's possible that you start out in a company and then somebody higher up takes a liking to you and they just start teaching you what they know. 
You know, oh, he's a brown noser. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that is what he would be. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that's still better than having a, a your dad be a blue name on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Especially if you have talent, which, uh, according to people who like Splatoon, he has talent. Okay. Yep. Splatoon features Inklings, but there are several other races, like the Octolings and Salmonids, and non-player characters like the pop stars Squid Sisters, not sisters, Callie and Marie, who actually had real-life concerts a la Hatsune Miku. Pop stars fits with the punk aesthetic way better than their in in development shrine maiden versions. That yeah, that would have been weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that, pop stars is also still kind of weird. Like it, it, it for yeah. the punk aesthetic, it should really just be like a rock band. Yeah, like they should be up there looking like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Except maybe not naked. Maybe don't run through the streets naked. Probably. Probably shouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Nintendo would allow it. Splatoon was very popular, and an unusual push for Nintendo towards eSports. As such a popular game, it got a sequel on the Split... Splitch? (laughs) On the Switch. (laughs) With Splatoon 3 coming out this summer as well. In addition to its real-world concerts and sequels, it also featured a 60-episode, four-season anime and was featured on the first episode of the rebooted Games Master just months ago, played by DJ, model, presenter, presenter Snoochie Shy. And that was just the facts. It has a 60-episode anime? Yes. I've never heard of it. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> that that was released to absolute crickets. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Splatoon All is right. one of those games that I could definitely play if like somebody came over and was like, "Hey, I got Splatoon." Yeah. No, I I could see that. Same with um, oh, arms. Like, I don't see buying ARMS, but I could see if, if someone brought Splatoon over or ARMS over, I, yeah, sure, I'll, we'll play that. That would be a night. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to buy it myself, but, like, if someone Ever. else had it, sure. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, John, are we ready for this? You ready for this? Bom, 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 bom. Uh, so, yes, it's that time of the year again, uh, where we read Sword Art Online. We forgot to mention it last week so that people could, uh... It's okay, because this is, like, the least essential entry. (laughs) Uh, boats. Uh, this is... Before we get into it, this this book really shows the uh, the flaws in the idea of going through every single floor of of Sword Art Online in extensive detail. Because yeah. some floors really should just be like a passing mention, or like I here's here's one thing I I really liked 
the first one because we covered we covered two floors two in the floors first. or three floors two, yeah two floors yeah, yeah. and then these yeah. these last two books have been one floor each and they've really gone slowly through the one floor each yeah um now i have enjoyed the stories with with kismel and stuff that that's fascinating and like barely appearing in this book story building (laughs) but yes i guess the last last third maybe not even not Um, even the last quarter at most but i feel like i feel like we you need some slower ones to world build and then maybe like the fifth floor we can kind of skip through things a little um we can be like yeah and then kismel was here and we don't have to go and kismel is this person who blah at you could just say kismel's here and she does this and then move on um but yeah something i will say in regards to this book is uh in the afterward, Reki Kawahara says that he really wanted to focus uh, on like world building and explaining the sites of the Sao more in this one. And yeah, uh, I, I I've never been diagnosed because hospitals are expensive, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure I have a condition called aphantasia, which is where you can't envision things in your mind. I think I've mentioned this before. Ah, no, it's the first I'm hearing of it. Yeah, uh, so whenever, like, whenever books go into, like, long descriptions of things, like, I just zone out because I can't, I can't picture things in my mind like they're expecting me to be able to. I, I much more hmm. read books for, like, how characters are feeling and the actions that they're taking because I relate to that more. Okay. Yeah, so that might be one of the reasons why this book hit me a little softer than the previous ones despite honestly actually being a bit better written like i don't have nearly as many complaints about just the overall writing of this book yeah i'd i'd say that this was was definitely one of his better books and i enjoyed all of the uh the descriptions but i don't have the weird thing you mentioned yeah so very few people do but (laughs) yeah that's why it took until like five years ago for it to get a name so uh all right let's jump right into it kirito and asana climb to the fourth floor which kirito expects to be a series of desert canyons instead those ravines have been flooded and the level is now full of rushing rapids and dense forests they find some fruit that inflate into inner tubes and ride those down to the main city rovia Kirito- All right, one 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 thing I need to jump into immediately because it just occurred to me. Yeah. Uh so the ravines have been flooded and they've been flooded like really high. Uh-huh. And and then you mentioned that they're full of rushing rapids, which I remember from the book. So you're not making that up. You don't have rapids with deep water. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you, you have right. rapids that's created by them water. going over rocks and shit <laughs> yes i've i have gone through my fair share of whitewater rafting and it's 
all very close to the rock. Yes. <laughs> it is very weird that the water is rushing so quickly all of the time we're, when it is in yeah, a we're deep ravine. A, yeah, we're talking about a couple inches of water or less. That is what rapids are. And not things that can have monsters multiple feet in diameter no, like <laughs> what kirito is explaining is like a schlitterbahn water rapid where where they've just like increased the speed of the water flow at this point of the the thing but it's still deep yes. enough where you can float there <laughs> oh wow also this is just a water park in texas <laughs> yep uses real uh, lake water Kirito found the city uh, dull and sounds un- awful. <laughs> it's great. Kirito found the city dull and unmemorable during the beta, but now it was a virtual Venice, complete with gondolas. They activate the teleporter, and after watching the players pour in, find rooms in an inn. Asuna reveals she has a special bottle that can hold skill proficiency, and Kirito freaks out. They meet up with Argo, who has drawn up a map of the town at Kirito's request, including the positions of all the quests. He locates the one new quest and surmises that's the quest that will reveal special information about the boss. He and Asuna head straight there and find an old shipwright who offers to build them a gondola if they bring him the materials. I I just covered like a quarter of the book, by the way. At least. (laughs) I I do want to go back and touch on the special bottle that can hold skill proficiency. Oh, the thing that's never mentioned again, really? Yeah, basically, and also, it's broken as fuck. Right. Like, like, Kirito has a right to freak out there, because, like, in a game where you can only have two skills at this point, except, except you have this bottle that gives you a third skill, basically. Well, I think they have, they have four skills. Oh, but, but still, like... No, it, like, <laughs> I mean, the the biggest issue with this, honestly, is that it really highlights how bad Sword Art Online is as a game again. Because, <laughs> like, why is there only four skill slots? And, listen, the skills are so, like, uh, into the minutia. You have a one-handed sword yeah. skill. You have a light armor skill. You have a heavy armor skill. It's ridiculous. Hiding yeah. is a skill. Swimming is a skill. Absurd. So, yeah, the, the bottle's really cool in that it, it gives you the ability to have one more of these fucking dumbass pointless skills. But it doesn't change the fact yeah. that all these skills are stupid and pointless. <laughs> I, I I will agree that the number of skills you can have versus the minutia of the skills is ridiculous. But I've I've played lots of games that have minutia skills they're like hey if you want to be good at this weapon you need to have one-handed short sword oh yeah you know proficiency i mean that's what skyrim is that's all skyrim is but you don't lose proficiency when you switch to a two-handed weapon in skyrim also (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say not even just the time that i've played uh sword art online which the video games do have these skill proficiency differences which shake my head i played like 30 minutes of hollow fragment and i was like this can wait (laughs) (laughs) they go and fight a mini boss in the woods a bear with horns that can breathe fire 
which they keep insisting isn't a bear, despite it looking exactly like a bear. It just has horns. Yeah. Yeah. And in the process, collect all the materials they need, including what they haven't been asked to gather yet. The shipwright makes them a sturdy two-seater gondola with an underwater ram, and Kirito takes up steering duties. After a few minutes on the waterways, the pair notice that no one appreciates them sailing the canals and go back to ask the shipwright what's up. He informs them of the monopolistic guild that controls all shipbuilding and ship transit in the town, and of a shady ship they should follow if they want to learn more. They rest at an inn for a while and come out to the two annoying rival guilds fighting over their gondola. Rather than bothering to explain anything, they just hop on it and sail away, wasting time in the city until the time to search for the shady ship comes. They follow it out of Rovia and into a water-based dungeon where they find the guild sailors trading with fallen elves, the antagonists of the Elf War campaign. They sneak into the fallen elf hideout at the center of the dungeon and hide in an empty box while witnessing a discussion between an elven shipwright and a general named Noltza, spelled stupid, whose cursor is so black <laughs> that fighting him would mean certain death. They realize that the cargo being traded is the empty boxes, which will be dismantled and used for lumber to build ships. After returning to town, they participate in the, in the Christmas Eve battle with the fourth floor's field boss, and after its defeat, Kirito is informed of the Christmas Eve party the Dragon Knight's Brigade and Aincrad Liberation Squad are putting on that he wasn't invited to. He had actually completely forgotten it was Christmas, furthering my theory that Kirito is actually a complete fucking moron. <laughs> uh. <laughs> As an impromptu gift, he takes Asuna to the Elven Castle, where they meet back up with Kismel and have an unnecessary bathing scene before remembering the plot exists and informing her of the Fallen Elves plot. They realize the Forest Elves uh, are planning a naval assault and go through a series of quests off-page to retrieve another key so they can protect both at the Dark Elf Fortress. That, that's in addition to the Jade key they got on the third floor. Yeah. Yeah. The forest elves attack, and Kirito, Asuna, and Kismel fight them off with minimal help from their dark elf allies, and a lot of help from the commander of the fortress. After the battle, they discover that the frontline guilds have gone off to fight the boss already, because both the characters and the author have forgotten what they're supposed to be doing. They take some of the dark elf NPCs with them and arrive just in time to save the frontliners. They kill it easily, and this pointless entry in the progressive series finally comes to a close. <laughs> Ugh. Like, it, it really is, like, like, the the pointless bullshit went on so long that Kawahara realized, wait, wait, aren't we supposed to be killing the, the boss at some point? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it had a, a similar problem to last one, which is where they spent way too much time with side characters and quests, and... and None of it interesting. On, what i guess like the i guess this is the the forest elves plot or the elf war arc rather of the the game yeah story manga and whatever this is the elf war plot and i'm really uh, dreading the next books in the series because it's supposed if it goes like kirito remembers it in the beta it's supposed to go all the way to like the ninth floor yeah, so... And if each like, book five, ends up... Five more books. Like... Uh, 
It's yep, just exhausting. Five more books. It's 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 the worst. It's not good. <laughs> like so much of this book was spent on the shipwright shit and and fighting the bear in the woods, and then you're like halfway through the book at that point, and you're like, what has happened? <laughs> See, I enjoyed that. I I enjoyed the 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 fighting and the the crafting and stuff. It was interesting to me. It just feels like it could have been. This could have been another two floor book. The, he could have spent less time on all the boring shit and just covered like like. Focus. But I, in. I think it was boring to you because you couldn't imagine it. But even even the stuff that was uh, like the actiony bits or talking with the shipwright, I'm just like, this is just a an MMO quest. Like, why are we going into so much detail? About an MMO quest. And it, uh, if, if Sword Art Online had been implied to be so uh, advanced with the NPCs before Progressive, or even really before the second book of Progressive, I might be into it a bit more. But this isn't what I signed up for. Like, if I wanted, if I wanted this, like, oh, are the NPCs, like, becoming people or whatever... I'm just going to read Infinite Dendrogram. <laughs> but you can have multiple um, series do the same thing. You can. Like, that's You definitely can. But this and, does and it so what... poorly. And, and half-assed. It's it's an afterthought. It, it's Reiki Kawahara well, started writing and then he thought, wouldn't it be cool if I started doing this? Probably because he started writing it while he's writing Alicization at the same time, which is entirely about this. <laughs> I don't think it's so much an afterthought as it is this is a subplot arc. I, I think that this is 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 purely just he he decided that well because you know light novels go through arcs like that's that's what they do right. Um, so he needed an arc, because, I mean, we know the story. Like, the, the the plot of the series is they need to get to floor 76 or whatever, and then Kirito wins the game. Um, but this is, this is more of a slower look at this, and that he needs subplots. He needs arcs for this to go through, and... Uh, that's what this arc is. I guess it's um, it's focusing on the wrong thing, I feel like. Because if you read the first book, the the arc is supposed to be the Dragon Knights Brigade versus the Aincrad Liberation Squad. And Kirito and Asuna being stuck in between the two. Not really getting along with either, but being necessary to both of their goals. You know? Yeah, and I th I think that's on the back burner right now. It's well, like that's that definitely is still there, but, but barely I don't in this think book. That's gonna come to a yeah. That's not gonna come to a head until after this arc. I feel because we there there is a lot that happens to the ALS and the Dragon Knights Brigade because like at, at least the Dragon Knights Brigade becomes uh or stays the Dragon Knights Brigade through the end of Sword Art Online. Like, those characters then move on to uh, Alfheim Online. Do they? And, and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but the the ALS like goes through many changes because like Kibao becomes the who's currently the commander. Eventually, they join with another group and they change their name, and then he becomes the vice commander to um, Thinker, who then turns it into the army. And so, like, there's a lot of changes that can happen in there, and we're not that that's gonna have to take place over time. So, I feel like the ALS stuff is gonna happen either next or the the arc after that, but not not yet. Like, there was one instant where I thought, okay, they they're going to get into it in this book, they're going to confront um, the Dragon Knights Brigade in particular, about about something in this book. And that was when uh, Kirito is, like, looking out from his inn, and he sees the Dragon Knights Brigade, like, like push past a lot of people to get onto a gondola, and then, like, claiming that they have to do it, they, they have to skip past everybody because they're the ones on the front line, and you're gonna make us wait when we're the ones pull it, pulling you forward? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there's there's an interesting thing. We could we could focus yeah. on that. We could we could work on that in this book, like building up the idea that like their their frontline status is really getting to their heads at this point. Well, they're they're doing that with the slow burn right now. But it it it's like the one instant, and then they disappear for the rest of the book, except for the one one argument they have at the gondola. <laughs> yeah. Even I love that. Even in the field was, boss, they're great... they're not really characters during the field boss fight. It's entirely focused on what Kirito is doing. Yeah. I I if I had to predict what's going to happen. We we have these these first 9 floors are the L4 arc. And then the uh, the next arc is going to be based off of the the precursors to the Laughing Coffin Guild. <laughs> now that's the thing is that's they, all that's also going on in the background with the Morte shit, but but never happened in this book. No, didn't like that they 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 introduced that last book. Morte is mentioned it's, in it's passing just, in this book in that Kirito yeah. does not see him with either guild anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I could see maybe them coming more out in later books with the uh, the fallen elves. May they might team up with the fallen elves. Maybe. Um, but I I don't I don't see that really coming to a head until like the arc after. I could see I could see the the Morte stuff being the second arc, and then maybe following that. <clears throat> Klein's got to show up eventually because yes. I think it's like floor twenty something that where uh, Kirito goes off and joins the 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 cat guild. I was actually going to mention guild. this next is that <clears throat> they need they need to split Kirito and Asuna up pretty soon, or that's not going to hit right. Yeah. If there's not a long period of time where Kirito is solo, like solo solo, then then the yeah. the cat guild shit is not going to hit the same. 
Yeah. And that's in, that's in less than a year of game time? Because, well, because yes. Kirito gets yes. the resurrection item during a Christmas event. And it's Christmas now in the third book. So the Cat Guild shit and them dying has to happen before Christmas. Like the next Christmas. Yeah. So. So they, they've at least unlocked the 27th floor. Um, probably above that. Because uh, they, they're based on the 11th floor, uh, but they die in the 27th floor, and Kirito was probably ahead of that. So so th- there's a little bit of time before we get there um, in terms of books. <laughs> yeah, but, but there needs to be a long period of time of Kirito not having anyone. Uh, I don't know. I, they could just get to there by like Asuna leaving him just out of the blue. Yeah, but that, but and, that's and what I'm saying. Lonely. That's what I'm saying is they need to they need to get to that in the near future. I'm not saying like the next handful of books, but shortly after that at least. See, I don't see it happening for another fifteen or twenty books. Because <laughs> <laughs> they they could do it pretty pretty quickly after the end of like you know asana leaves him and then the next book he's feeling lonely because he's had this unofficial partner for so long and then just gone and uh you know nobody wants him because he's a beater and you know he just down spins and then oh finally hey there's these people and i helped them once so now they're letting me join their guild but they don't know who I am. Yeah. Maybe I could do this. So I could I could see it being like an immediately after thing, but for it to um, be satisfying for me, I think I would need it to be at least four books. I would need one book where he's still with Kirito or, or still with Asuna, but then Asuna like gets an invitation to join Heathcliff's guild, right? And she does that. Yeah. Because he'd always told her, like, if you get an invitation to join a guild, don't turn it down. There's only so much you can do yeah. solo. And then he has oh, to spend she's, two floors. She's absolutely going to ask him, like, uh, are you sure? And and him be like, y- yes, you should do this. And then she'll be hurt because she loves him, because of course she does. And then he'll be hurt because she does what he tells her to. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he'll mope for two floors. Two floors. And then he'll join with the the Black Cats Guild, the the Moonlit Black Cats. Yeah. Blech. And then there will be an entire book focused on the Moonlit Black Cats, ending in their death and that and Kirito doing the Christmas event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, definitely, they need to get Klein in here soon. They need yes. because this progressive that, is such an opportunity to delve more into characters that were barely there in the first book and, and yeah we we need we need more Aegil, we need more klein uh and i that's what i think like klein's going to show up in either the next arc i, I don't think he's showing up in this arc the l4 I, I think arc is going to show up in the yeah Jeez, that's think, so long without klein <laughs> <clears throat> eh. 
like the in the anime the first time you see klein after that is when he like they meet each other again for the first time with uh the christmas event where he's going to save the moonlit black cats i didn't get the feeling that was the the first time they'd seen each other Uh, having just watched it it really it really felt like they're like oh kirito like you're here um i thought it was more just the mood of of the scene like he hadn't seen kirito like that before Mm. that was the impression i always got maybe maybe but like i don't i don't think we're getting to see klein for a little bit longer so that's that's why i'm thinking like klein's not gonna be in there until the second maybe the third arc hopefully it's the second yeah, he needs to show up soon, or what's the point of this whole enterprise? <laughs> Finding out more about Kirito and Asuna. And, like, Agil's there. That's what the books are about. Agil is there, so he's already doing better than Klein is, but yeah. he's, like, tertiary at best. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. Oh wait, wait. Uh, one more. Go ahead and one more thing. Uh, how did you like the uh, unnecessary random um, po- the, the book pointing out? Uh, hey, there's a there's a girl blacksmith hanging around town. Hey, there's a girl girl blacksmith hanging around town. <laughs> I'll be honest. I saw that. And I was like, oh, well, Easter egg. <laughs> Move on. I'm like the, the 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 thing I had with it is it's Kirito explicitly noticing her, and I'm like, why? <laughs> if it was just the book, if if this was from like a a third person narrator point of view, I'd be like, oh, whatever, that's a little Easter egg. But it's Kirito pointing yep. her out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it reads weird. Did. Did they point her out as a pink-haired, red dress-wearing? No, I think they said a short-haired female blacksmith. Both, okay. And they pointed her out twice. It was twice. Yep. It was one time when yep. she's coming through the teleporter, and then another time when she's just hanging around town. <laughs> Alright, do we want to go ahead and uh, announce what our next... Uh, light novel series will be since we're we're done with this one. Yeah, for a long okay. time for 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 season three. I mean, you got got a good bit of time to wait for this because we're not going to be reading this until the first week of mm-hmm. June. No, maybe April or April that one. Yeah. yeah, like next month, first week of April. Yeah. But we will be reading that Wombat gets this one. Uh, this is one of Wombat's choices. Yep. Reborn as a space mercenary. So, if you're fascinated by that, go ahead and pick up the first three books. I think, I think it has a longer title than that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Reborn as a Space Mercenary. I woke up piloting the strongest uh, starship. Yep. 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 <laughs> and for, this, is a, this is a series that has 
at least four books that I can see so far. So. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I see four. Oh yeah, because the the fourth is on pre order. It, it, it's released in April. So we're yeah. we're actually uh being being topical and relevant with this. Look at that. <laughs> but by coincidence, we're we're covering something being released concurrently with when we're talking about it. <laughs> and this is by Ryuto, and this is the only thing that they have produced. So we have uh, nothing to look back on and be like, huh. Yeah. Uh, illustrated by Tetsuhiro Nabashima, who did Prison Life is Easy for a Villainous. What? And uh, Magdala de Nemur. Oh, no. And Coffee Dokuhan. Huh? The Stovetop Espresso Maker Start Book. What? <laughs> is um, that just a cookbook? <laughs> I believe it is. I believe it is a coffee cookbook in Japanese. Uh, and they, they got an illustrator for that? They didn't just take pictures of coffee cups? Nope. No, it is a... Here, I'll, I'll send you the image that I see. Uh, oh. It's an anime espresso coffee maker. Oh. Stovetop espresso maker book okay yeah that sure is the thing maybe i'll get it i don't think you can read it yet <laughs> yet i have one of those little uh espresso makers stovetop espresso they're mackie pots i believe or mocha pots probably that one maybe they're mocha pots yeah mocha well because it, it's it m m o k a oh uh, mocha is chocolate I mean, I see chocolate in that uh, in that picture. There's chocolate in that espresso. <laughs> no, there isn't. That's just the non-bubbly part of the espresso. Oh, is it? It looks like yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's sticking out of there. That's sticking out. No, no that has it dimensions isn't. to it. No, it doesn't. Why would it? Oh, you know what? Maybe that's ice. <laughs> it's not ice either. <laughs> No, because why would the foam? Oh, are you talking like? Why would the foam you're not about be the right little there? thing in the middle? I'm talking about the three dark dots. Yeah, no, those are just those are just not bubbled. It's not. It it is. It's ice As or it's chocolate. As someone who has fucking made espresso with a mocha pot before, it's just not bubbles there. <laughs> that's weird. That's a weird pattern to just not have bubbles there. It's the way it is. That's just the way it is. Hey, uh, share this with someone who um, uh, has eaten squid before. Some or things never change. Black ink pasta, which is also delicious. Or one of those uh, squid ink uh, hot dogs, corn dogs. It's most of the, the black breads are actually activated charcoal, not squid ink. No, uh, I'm talking about um, there, there's a place called uh, OK Dog. It's like a chain, and they, they serve a... Why would you want OK Dog? I want, like, Awesome Dog. But this is just the one I know. But they serve, uh, <laughs> they, they serve like, hot dogs or mozzarella dogs on sticks, and, and one of the ones they have is a squid ink uh, corn dog, basically. Hey, Wombat, what are you looking forward to for next week? Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to making money. 
I, 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 I landed a job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Where are you working? <laughs> a Marco's Pizza, delivering pizzas. <laughs> oh, back to your roots. Yep. I mean, this is just, this is basically until July, maybe, maybe even late June, you know, and, until I'm getting ready to go back to school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I, I need to call them and talk about things, so I should probably do yeah. that at some point. I was supposed to do that in the That's middle good. of January. That didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> it didn't happen in February either. <laughs> Hey, it's still February. You could call today. Uh, I have other things I need to do, like get a base pass so that I can deliver pizzas. Ah, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's important where you are. Yep. I'm excited because the game that I made that I have gotten printed is on its way. It's out for delivery right now. Ooh. Is there only so, one copy of it right now? Yes, it's a test copy printed prototype yep okay so yeah exciting post pictures of that to our dead instagram when you get it i don't know that i will okay <laughs> fair <laughs> enough <laughs> um so just out of curiosity uh how did last week go because i know we we spent a lot of time talking about star wars so i wanted to know how our numbers were oh you want to for you know for our post episode secondary episode <laughs> are, are we still recording what are we doing yeah i i mean i am okay i don't know about you so you want to know the numbers for uh season two episode seven what is a good sequel yeah. Five downloads total. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, considering that's, that's everything bad. else is like six and seven. It's, it's, it's still early. Yeah, it's not a not a massive drop because we just don't get views anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you next time. You know, I'm, I'm bummed because Bye. I'm looking at the numbers again, and our, our earliest episodes have, like, 30. Not even 30. It's, like, late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, with the early ones, like, that's that's expected. It's, it's, it's just we need to get them to keep listening. Because that's a lot of people just downloading the first episode and going, oh, how is this? Well, that was pretty good. Or not. Yeah. Apparently, basically. they didn't think it was pretty good because they didn't listen further. <laughs> Maybe we should make a trailer for us. Well, I'm ending my recording and put now. Put that in the first position. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>